0: Hi everyone, it's Ishan here. I recently presented a talk in Singapore at HR Festival Asia, Asia's leading HR and technology event, where over 5,000 people attended, and some of the world's most prominent speakers, thought leaders, and leading organizations came together in Singapore to explore the future of HR, technology, and the new world of work. Adaptability has been described by Harvard Business Review as the new competitive advantage in the future of work. To increase adaptability and unlock people's potential in meeting evolving business needs, I spoke about how organizations need to focus on creating an environment that empowers people to acquire new skills through continuous learning. You can grab the link to download my talk, which is called Build Your Talent Stack, where I share the concept of the talent stack as a way to leverage and build transferable skills by seeking learning opportunities both at work and outside of work. If you have any questions about the talk, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or Instagram, where you can find me at Digital Learners Podcast. This is Ishan Chan and you're listening to Digital Learners, the podcast focused on helping you leverage new ways of learning to build your talent stack and create a more fulfilling career. I'll share my personal journey as well as stories from people who are challenging the status quo in how they learn, network and shape their career. The future of work is the future of learning. You never know what you might discover if you try something new. I'm so glad to be back in Melbourne, back in my own bed, but I have to say adjusting from 30 degrees Celsius humidity to cold seven degree mornings was a bit of a shock to the system, but I still prefer the cold than the heat. Many of you have been asking me how my talk went in Singapore. I have to say that the two-day event with over 5,000 attendees, seven rooms was quite a sensory experience. Not only was I high on adrenaline from preparing for my talk on day one, but my mind was also buzzing from meeting people and listening to really high caliber speakers on day two as well. I was just so taken aback by the quality of the conference, which was unlike anything I've attended in Australia. The key difference for me is that the majority of the talks at this conference were case studies rather than sharing ideas. And it was so inspiring to hear about the strategies that each organisation undertook in terms of transforming their workforce, everything from their recruitment strategy, workforce reskilling strategy, the mindset shift that we need to have when thinking about employee engagement through to HR technology trends. In a way, I was glad that I had no prior knowledge or experience in HR or HR technology other than as an end user or, you know, in management level, but I had no preconceived ideas or notions about this topic. I was like a sponge with an open mind. And if I were to assess the engagement of the audience purely in terms of how many questions people asked or whether people were actively taking notes, I have to say that there was a small proportion of the room actually during this. Now, initially, I started writing notes on my notepad, but I soon realized that it was highly unlikely that I'd be motivated to re-summarize this again, to really synthesize the key learnings in a way that I can then share with other people in terms of what I learned. So I decided I would try microblogging live from the event. Now, microblogging just means... Basically, as much as you can squeeze into a caption without turning into a long form content, which is like a longer blog post or an article. And I chose LinkedIn as my platform to do this, given that I had done live microblogging before for like past, um, past hobbies, uh, past jobs at work. And I think LinkedIn was the right platform because I had a number of people back in Australia who were keen to find out more about this conference. And I figured that microblogging on LinkedIn was the easiest way for me to capture my learnings in a digestible way for anyone to consume and also for me to refer back to. And then I get to see who engage with my post where do they work and I have just connected with so many new people over the last few weeks that I would never ever have been in touch with had I not been at this conference so I highly recommend that if anyone's attending conference please 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 do not just say I am so happy to be here excited to learn yeah it's great you're excited to learn and there's a photo of a stage but please share what you learned because that is what adds value to my LinkedIn feed. I also found people at the conference to be quite reserved. So by using LinkedIn and uh, as a platform to not only post the micro blog, but also to find out who was engaging with the content, I found it really valuable in raising my profile as some speakers ended up reposting my takeaways, actually, of their talk as a way to raise their profile. But I also found that people who were introverted, or maybe we just didn't run into each other on the day for whatever reason, that it was easy to continue the conversation, or for them to actually share what they felt about my talk. So I had More people connect with me online talking to me about the talk rather than actually coming up to me. And maybe I didn't help the situation, but because the schedule was so packed and people were just buzzing around from one session to the next. So I actually posted several posts after the event. So I shared five things that I learned at the HR Festival Asia into a blog post on LinkedIn, and I also created a similar version at work through our internal social media platforms Um, and I'll add a link to that blog post in the show notes they say a blog post when you say things like five things or whatever I think there's a rule where it has to be like an odd number or something like that but five things or three things is as much as my brain can retain, (laughs) especially, you know, with the rate of change and the amount of information that you have to absorb these days. So bear in mind, because I don't work in HR or learning, so my five key takeaways are purely based on the five things that really struck as interesting to me, and it really stayed with me well after the conference. So I'll add a link to the show notes to my blog post where I summarise my five key takeaways from the event so check it out. Anyway after my talk I started sorry not started I stayed on to listen to the speaker after me because I was on the three o'clock slot but there was still a three thirty, and then a you know another 5 p.m slot. That schedule was was uh, really intense. Anyway so I stayed on. The speaker after me was talking about career sponsorship and she had some research to back her talk so we chatted some more afterwards whilst she was waiting for her turn to be interviewed. What really struck me was how down to earth and what a fun go-getter personality that she had and for someone who had such a senior executive career history she really made it comfortable for me and Adeline to talk to her and we had such a fun time there was some wine involved. (laughs) I think they were handing out alcohol by the end of the conference and we were ready for it. Anyway, to cut a long story short, we started talking about social media and the importance of putting yourself out there on LinkedIn. And she mentioned that she was going to create a post very soon to also share with her network about the talk that she gave. And I don't know, maybe it was the wine, I was getting comfortable, but I just couldn't help myself and I just blurted out, please, please, please don't be one of those people who just says, I'm so honored to be here and present a talk at this event and hashtag whatever, hashtag blessed, actually share what your talk was about, share a snippet of your talk. Share a key point that's valuable even in a micro blog form. Share something that inspires someone to take action, even if that first action is to get them thinking about something differently. Now, by the time we reached that stage of the conversation, it was already like 5pm and with a two hour time difference with Melbourne, I had to wrap up the conversation and call my husband, call my daughter at home in time for her bedtime routine and you know, call my parents because they wanted to debrief as well. Everybody was messaging me nonstop and I thought I better call them now. So I kind of had to wrap up that conversation and... Anyway, by the time I got to my daughter, she said, Mommy, can you show me the stage where you talk? Um, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. So I was giving a tour on FaceTime, and when I showed her the stage as I was on, and she was like, Mommy, can you get on stage and sing a song and maybe dance as well? <laughs> now, for my daughter, I thought, okay, I'll seriously you know, maybe I'll think about it. But by the time I approached the room, I saw a group of people having a team meeting there. So I chickened out. Um, I don't want to end up on somebody else's Snapchat feed. Anyway, so after I was done with that family stuff, and then that night when I went back to the hotel, I was like, oh, I don't really like how that conversation wrapped up with that speaker and you know by that stage we had really gotten really close and friendly we were going to meet again on the day two we'd exchange numbers and so forth so it's easy to find each other in a crowd of 5,000 people so I grabbed my phone and I just messaged her that night saying let me help you with a photo and also your LinkedIn post and she responded straight away she's like yep let's meet at this time at the media room. And on day two, she switched from a corporate executive outfit to a bright yellow blouse. It was fantastic. It was such a great contrasting color to all the other colors from the conference colors in terms of their logo branding. So we met at the time that we said we would, and I just took charge. I just told her, I said, "Sit here." Well, obviously in a nice way. Have a seat on <laughs> the interview chair. Told her how to pose, how to hold up her book, and then we opened. Anyway, so I took the photo, of course, and then we opened the LinkedIn app on a phone, and we started writing the LinkedIn post together. The post with a photo of her and a book ended up having five thousand views. And counting, which is two and a half times her LinkedIn following, and she said that that was more views than any other time that she has posted. Which I think is mostly quarter of the week type of posts. And she was all over the moon and so thankful that she ended up gifting me a copy of her book on communication that she wrote, um, since she knew that this was an area that I was passionate about. Now, at this point, probably thinking, come on, Ishan, where is your photo on LinkedIn? <sighs> oh, I know, I know. Um, I did it on Instagram, though, but my excuse for LinkedIn is that I wanted to take it up a notch. Yeah, excuses, excuses. I knew I didn't want a photo of myself with a microblog to be the way that I wrap up an event. I knew that I was going to do a write up like the five things I took away, but I wanted the signature post on LinkedIn to be a post that invites people to experience my talk. I wanted people to get used to plugging in and listening to my message in their ears. I wanted people outside of the conference to hear my message, even if they couldn't be there. And I knew I didn't want to upload it as a regular podcast episode, which I know another speaker outside of this conference has done that, but I want to know who's listening. And I know that the people who listen to this talk is likely to be different to my usual podcast listeners. So I created a separate recording as an opt-in. And I found myself creating a very different call to action than the usual call to action from my podcast, where I shifted gears into opening opportunities to work with corporates to explore talent stacking as an analogy to drive a learning mindset and take charge of your career. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is because when you try something different, The universe responds in a different way. After I posted that talk and I ended up using the cover slide of my talk with the attractive gold bars. I just love it. Better than my photo, isn't it? No, I'll get around to my own photo one day. But entirely different kind of opportunities started rolling in from my new call to action. Now, I can't reveal too much at this stage. But there are already a couple of things in the pipeline and if both these things go to plan I absolutely intend to leverage both of these examples as experience to leap into my ultimate career goal which is to break into a new path that blends all my backgrounds and converge all of that experience blended with my interest in learning and communications. Now I have no idea what job title it would involve or which department it would end up being, let alone organization. I'm just clear on the things that I want to learn, the kind of culture I want to work in, and the kind of impact that I want to make. So let's see where that will take me. Now someone said to me recently, Oh, Ishan, I could never do a fancy podcast like yours because I don't like the sound of my own voice. Well, the moment you'd stop worrying about what other people think or worry about whether you're good enough, the moment you start taking control of your brand and get clear on your message, where you share what makes you curious, you... Are clear and articulate who it is that you enjoy connecting with and how you like to make a difference, that is the moment you open doors for yourself. People are not going to know how they want to collaborate with you if you don't talk about the things that interest you or share how you'd like to make a difference. Taking control of your career to me is taking control of your brand. It's like being your own PR slash business development manager as well. It's so important to spend quality time working on yourself, taking time out to craft your elevator pitch, craft your story, and get over those voices in your head around what you think about your voice, how you look, whether you're good enough. Stop cringing about all of those things and just get (laughs) get over it because people need to hear your message. People need to hear your message. Now public speaking is definitely not something that I'm naturally good at or I have a flair for but there is fire in my belly to change my, my status quo and help others discover their talent stack. And I want to help people gain clarity on how they can create their own opportunities to shape the next chapter of their career in the future of work. Now, when someone says taking control of your career, pivoting from one to the next, and it's all about having a growth mindset, and in order to break into a new area, you need to have a learning mindset. I get it, I agree with it. But it doesn't inspire action for me. For me, what inspires action is when I gain clarity on what my big ticket goal is and what my aligned actions are that will get me there. Don't just tell me to look something up online or enroll in a course because (laughs) I can tell you like I've enrolled in courses, but it didn't get me any closer to figuring out how I want to apply that in terms of, like, we're talking about leveling up. We're not talking about just application to an immediate problem. When I think about how engaged I am when I'm learning through someone else's experience, someone else's story, and their perspective, I realize that I need to do more of the same. So that's what inspired me to not only record my talk online, but I also did live micro blogging from the event so for people who like to consume ideas and learnings in short form content bite-sized content that's perfect for them I also learned five key takeaways that's more of a wrap-up style post if people only have time to read one thing And then there's also this podcast, which is more of a conversational style update on other things that I learned that wouldn't necessarily make it to a blog post. For people who have tuned into my journey and maybe want a bit of a debrief on how everything went. And by doing that, I'm actually repurposing everything that I learned through multiple formats, through multiple channels. So for people who are time poor, they have the option to read one wrap up post And for someone who wants to get more involved in the experience that I went through, then they have the option to tune into the audio format of that content. I am a huge advocate of digitizing conference and event content to make learning accessible, but it's still not widely practiced. So I've recorded my talk in the hope that this will drive change and one day become the norm. Because you just never know who might be tuning in from afar. Like this one person who messaged me that they really appreciated that I uploaded the talk online because they only managed to grab the last few minutes. So you know in some cases the rooms were packed with nowhere to sit down because they couldn't forecast the number of people who who actually needed seating for each session. So You just never know who might really benefit from your talk. And it actually invited opportunities rather than detract from it. So since uploading my talk, as I mentioned before, I've already had two opportunities to collaborate. I really really can't wait to share more so I will promise I will share more when it's time but in the meantime you can grab the link to download my talk in the show notes and feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. I share the story about how I discovered the term talent stack, my talent stack story, and how I discovered my career mojo again so I'd love to hear from you let me know what you think about the talk let me know if you have any questions I'd absolutely love to hear from you that's it for today's episode if you enjoyed this podcast it would mean so much to me if you would rate review and subscribe and let me know if this has helped you in any way in shaping your career goals I'd love to connect with you on Instagram and Facebook where you can find us at Digital Learners Podcast and you can find show notes for every episode at digitallearners.co.